0: Welcome to another episode of Summer Shorts on Circle Forum, where we tell stories about our practice where things didn't go exactly the way we expected and what we did about that and actually how that changed our practice. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at stan at restorative.ca, check out our website, circleforum.ca. There are lots of resources for you as a teacher or an administrator at www.restorative.ca. Our story is an excerpt of a conversation we had earlier this year with an experienced teacher. The question that we asked Brooke was, what's it like to be a teacher in a circle for the first time?
1: I loved it. I genuinely loved it. I would be lying if I told you that I, it didn't make me panic a little. It's a safe place to have them all in their own little spots tucked in behind their desks. But I found that it aligned much more with my, my philosophy and my teaching style. And I'll add, I didn't even get to tell you this yet, Steve, but I love it so much. And it's working so effectively that currently the students are doing presentations for health. And every time we have our four presenters, we go into our circle formation.
0: Oh, good. That's and,
1: wonderful. Uh, yeah, so it's been a really great kind of strategy to use in the curriculum. And I'm noticing that their actual listening skills are improving. We, we had to say, like, you turn your body, your chair is facing them, you're like, your mouth is closed, you have no book, you're not drawing. Like, it, it's just been a really positive thing to our class. And I will say that they ask me every day, if we can have a circle. They even after the very first time, they said, yeah. can we do that again?
2: That's awesome. That's what giving other, you lots of information. And what other, what other kinds of feedback have you
0: gotten from the kids?
1: It's, it's very positive. You have all been a part of the education in, in different ways. You know, all the different profiles of the learners. Every single one of them enjoys it. That doesn't mean that every single one of them reacts appropriately or handles it appropriately. We have one student who, when it gets serious and when it gets emotional, acts inappropriately. And so we've had to find solutions for him so that he still feels safe, but not kind of triggered, I guess. I don't know if, that, if any of you have experience with that,
2: Well, the fact that you you're four weeks in and you've already got this observation about students and why they might be struggling etc is is amazing because you're absolutely right I mean just going back to what you said about you felt a little panicky sitting in in a circle initially and sometimes as adults we we need to experience so that we have that feeling too because that's going on for the kids too because they're not that's very vulnerable in many ways to not have your book your desk or whatever in front of you so just to remember and if you're a kid that struggles socially or being vulnerable of course that's going to rise up even more right But you've already got such great insight into why kids might be struggling in circles. And that's that's a huge piece of it, because now you can start to address it. And that's what you were just sharing with us, that you were listening to another podcast where a teacher was sharing why a student might be struggling. and, And that's the asking questions.
1: Yeah, actually, you're making me think back to one of our earlier circles. It's been really interesting because in a class where you've got some big personalities, The quiet, more introverted ones, you get to know them, right? You have to make an extra hard effort to do that, but they don't often get the limelight. And for me, this circle has been a really, really nice occasion for those those sweet little souls to speak up and to actually have talking space instead of getting trampled over by all of the more dominant personalities one of our first questions that Steve asked once we got through the icebreakers, because my class is just, they struggle so much that we have to keep it really light. And I think the most serious question we asked was how do you feel when you're speaking and someone interrupts you or talks over top of you? It was, and and like I said, those students, and I know we all have friends or family like this who are just so quiet and gentle those were the students who when they had the talking piece they said i feel that when i'm speaking and people talk over top of me i feel like what i'm saying doesn't matter and i like my heart melted because i just thought oh my gosh like they would never have said that in our normal environment but this circle gave them that voice and that opportunity to share something so vulnerable so it was really nice number one get someone who can model it for you. If you don't know anyone, I'm sure there's YouTube videos. You can go to Stan, Shelley, and Steve's website. Uh, My favorite resource there that I found so far is the one that actually, it's a two-page printout. It's like a brochure of the questions you can use like the restorative question. So I printed that out, I had it on, I always have it on a clipboard in front of me so that if I ever start to get a little anxious that I don't know where to take the circle, I've got those to fall onto. Honestly, my biggest thing would just be take the leap, just try it. The worst thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna have to say, okay, that's it for today. And you go on with your day. Like the building isn't going to explode and no one's gonna run away. And then you just try again the next day and perhaps be a little bit more explicit about your instructions and your expectations about how it's going to run.
0: But is there anything else that you would wanna add? I I just, I wanna
2: pick up on, what you were starting to talk about the kids doing their health presentations or projects in the circle format. And I've seen that in classrooms where the students who would never stand in front of the class for speeches which the dreaded speech but they're still doing them but the you know they would never stand in front of the class or just couldn't do that but they could stand in the circle and Mm -hmm. do their speech just fine because they understood that they knew it was safe people were going to listen to them total different feeling than standing in front of the class same outcome for the teacher to be able to evaluate and and again how empowering for the student to be able to have done that.
0: Mm-hmm. and, and the, the curriculum connection is important and for one reason in that a lot of sometimes people see that doing circles and talking about all these other things is losing valuable curriculum time we've got all this curriculum to cover we're running out we haven't we're having we're a month behind in math and all that stuff where are we going to find the time and we don't have time for circles it's taking away from our learning but if you if you learn that process um and now you can start to incorporate some curriculum while you're in a circle. You know, it's a win-win all the way around. You are you are gonna meet that curriculum. And I always say to people, you, you can't get the curriculum across if nobody's listening to you. So you gotta right. get you gotta get the kids listening, they gotta get them focused. So here you have a great story of where circles didn't work right away the very first time. And what did Brooke do? Well, she changed the questions. She actually started to learn things about her students. And it really has changed her practice. It actually fits with who she is as a teacher and what she really wants to accomplish in teaching. And you know what? Steve added that at the end. You do find the time to do the curriculum in the circles. If you want to find out more about restorative practices and how to build curriculum into your circles, contact me at stan at restorative.ca or check out our website for those resources like Brooke referred to www.restorative.ca and let's keep learning together.